Hi, just David here from One Up Gaming. Now, before the crazy fun starts of the podcast, I would just like to do a, a very important plea to any listeners out there. I have a friend who last year, unfortunately, they had a horse riding accident and it's now left them paralysed from the waist down and they currently have like a DS and I'm hoping that with some of you guys' help we might be able to try and get like a Wii, um, like a 3DS anything donated to us and I'll make sure that she gets it and I'll even try and make some videos of it when I go down to see them um, but yeah, that's basically it. There will be more details on our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. And hopefully, in some small way, we can try and ease and just make a day's go by better. So just go to our website, oneupgaming.co.uk, and have a quick look there. So thank you. On with the show. you have trouble sleeping, tossing and turning all night, nothing you do seems to help. You're not getting your recommended six to eight hours of sleep each night. Well, now there's a solution. Now there's Fat Cat Fly. With Fat Cat Fly, you'll easily get the sleep that you deserve. Download for free on the iOS App Store, and you're guaranteed to get a good night's sleep with very few side effects. As you help a fluffy kitty eat all the junk food that he wants. Side effects may include sleeplessness and desire for cheeseburgers if erection lasts more than five hours. See a physician. Try Fat Cat Fly today. Visit facebook.com slash fatcatfly because you deserve a better life. Gaming. <laughs> We've got Chris that's still eating and drinking. No, no, I've finished now. I'm good, I'm good. You're good. <laughs> it's our E3 special, our reactions special podcast. It's episode 204. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, do you want to do our little intros or should I do them this week? Yeah, no, I can hit us up with the promoter. Yep. Alright, so guys, first off, we want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Zencaster. Uh, With Zencaster, you can record high-quality sound recordings directly from your web browser. So we here at 1UP Gaming personally use it to record our weekly podcast. Zencaster Premium is $20 a month, gives you unlimited guests, unlimited recording, and a live editing soundboard. And what we can give you is 20% off with the code 1UP20. So if you're interested in Zencaster Premium, use that code, check it out. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you. So, I guess, because this is our E3 reaction sort of special, True. we will quickly go through what we've been doing this week, 
and then goes jump right into the E3 sort of stuff, so right into the show. Okay, sounds so good. So I guess, what have you been playing like this week, Chris? Um, since we're not going to go into detail, I'll just mention one game that I gave a quick go, had a quick go with. Um, I tried out Minecraft Story Mode this week. I played the first episode. Not my kind of game. Uh... It is, it is the first, because I play, you know, I played the Ratchet and Clank reboot, I recently uh, played Skylar and Plux for the website, um, and they're all kind of, you know, I'd say they're kid-friendly games, but they're also games that can be appreciated by a kind of older gamer who has a bit of nostalgia for those kind of genres. Uh, Minecraft Story Mode is not the case at all. It, it is very much a kid's game. Um, the narrative is very bare-bones very much like a like a five six year old kids show um the story is you know very straightforward the the dialogue choices that like because this is a telltale game the dialogue choices um you know that are similar to those in the walking dead and tales from the borderlands they don't hold any of the weight or any of the consequence uh that telltale's other games do so you don't really have to fear having a character die because this is obviously a kid's game. So it was all right, you know? I mean, I'm sure kids will enjoy it. I'm sure kids who are into Minecraft will love it, uh, but it wasn't for me. I've heard good things about it, but I've... I don't know. I think I've played that many of the of those sort of games that they all sort of blend together and I just got bored of them. Yeah, I mean, this one doesn't do anything new. I mean, but but then again, I only did play the first episode. Yeah. So, would you... Is it a... If you like Minecraft, is it a recommendation or is it still a bit meh? I think it's a bit average. It's a bit average. Um, I reckon, I think this is something your kids will enjoy playing on their, like, on your, on your family tablet or on your family phone. Uh, but this is not a game I'd recommend to anyone else. Not, not even Telltale fans. Right. So, yeah, not a great glowing reference there, then. It's just, it's not bad. It's just very okay. Yeah. Nothing to get excited about. Exactly. So I guess moving swiftly into what I've been doing this week. First of all, I went to the Play Expo in Glasgow yesterday. Cool, cool. Which was the Saturday the 17th. They allowed us to have a table to do a raffle for Diabetes UK. And our, oh, whether I w- this is where I will remember because I wrote it down but I completely forgot. How big of an expo is it? Um, it's more of a retro-focused sort of expo. Okay. But it did have loads of games, arcades, pinball, cosplay, tournaments, stalls, and all the other bits and bobs. And it's it's a fun day. It's a, it's a nice... It's probably the biggest show in Scotland. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, so I would have a guess over the weekend there'd be about twenty to 50,000 people. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, but I, I just want to thank Bethesda, Microsoft. I never get this right, but it's either Namco Bandai or Bandai Namco. The Diabetes UK, the Andy from Play Expo, Team 17, 
and mind blocks. Um, I want to thank all of them for supplying us with prizes and donations, and Andy himself, from who runs the Play Expo. He allowed us to have a table free of charge, so we didn't have to pay £150 for the table. And he also gave me one hour up on stage, at the main stage, to talk to the audience. Oh, very cool. And to do the raffle, which didn't go well, because there was no one else from the team there. And yeah. ten minutes before I went on stage, I, I managed to find Jim Begley, Bagley, I can never remember the name. But he's an old developer from the ZX Spectrum sort of days. And so my type of era, you know, back in the late 80s, well, yeah. early 80s sort of era. And so I managed to, I said, oh, Jim, would you like to come on stage with me and talk about the new Spectrum Next that's coming out, you know, end of this year towards early next year? And he's like, oh, yeah, when is it? It's like 10 minutes time. So I managed to grab him. He came on. So we had a quick... 20-minute talk to the audience, did the raffle, managed to raise about 150 quid for Diabetes UK. That's good. That was good. So that is that. I just wanted to mention that and thank the the people that I forgot to mention on stage because it was the first time I've ever been live on stage and it was very hot and I couldn't even hear what Jim was saying sat beside me. Yeah. Because it was that noisy. And so, yeah, that was bad. But there is a video up on our YouTube channel. We recorded it. The audio is not very good. And about five minutes before the end, because we had like the massive transformer and other expensive items to give out, when I was reading the numbers out, the people got up from the seats and actually went to the table to collect the stuff, but there was no one there. We were all over recording it. Yeah. So the guy who I had to film... He had to leave the camera and go to the table and guard it. And unfortunately, the camera like pans down, so the last five minutes, I've had to recut it and edit sort of thing. But it's fine. It's up there now. Um, so I guess I'll just sort of say what I've been doing the last sort of week or so. I have added to my Sega Saturn collection. Okay. That's cool. Should I, should I just name through some games? And yeah, you can go say for it. that you've never heard of any of them. I probably will, to be so, honest. First, first of all, NASCAR 98. Nope. <laughs> the House of the Dead. Nope. Chaos Control. Nope. Thunderhawk 2 Firestorm. Nope. Pebble Beach Golf Links. Nope. PGA 2 and 97. Well, I've heard of PGA Tour. Soviet Strike. Nope. Worms. <coughs> I do know Worms. I have played Worms. It's quite a good little game. World Series Baseball. Nope. Sonic R. Worldwide no. Soccer <clears throat> 98. Of course you Olympic bought a soccer, soccer. game. Worldwide Soccer 97, World League Soccer 98, the Photo CD Operating System, Manx TT Superbike, Virtua Fighter Remix, Virtua Fighter, Virtua Fighter Kids, Virtua Fighter 2, Sonic Jam, Andretti Racing, Virtua Cop 2, Daytona USA mm-hmm. Championship Circuit Edition, 
Formula Cats, Athlete Kings, Sega Touring Car Championship, Fighters Megamix, Sega Rally, Hardcore 4x4, World League Baseball 2, X-Men Children of the Atom, Virtua Cop, NBA Live 97, and the official Euro 96 England football game. Okay, you bought a lot of games. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I'm watching you live at the Play Expo Glasgow right now. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So, I guess we will have a quick break, and then we'll go through, in order, of the press conferences. So we'll start with EA, Microsoft, Bethesda, Ubisoft, Sony, and finally Nintendo. So... We'll okay, be back in a couple of seconds. What are you saying? I, I said that was cool. Alright. <sighs> so should we just run straight into him then? Hold on, give me a sec. Have you signed up to the... Oh, God, what did you call it? The Slack. No, did you send out a link? I believe so. Should I send another one to you? Yeah, why not? Invite members. Oh, cancel. Contacts. Chris, send. Invite sent. Damn, I just watched the video. That sound of the audience in the background is, like, insane. What? Like, hearing the background sound? And that was recorded using my... I've got, like, an electronic dictaphone that I had on my knee. Yeah. So that was what it... That's how loud it was, sat on the stage. Shit. So I literally could not hear what... Jim was sort of saying and oh god it was a mess hmm but it was fun something different yeah no something cool but yeah so I've I managed to when I was talking to Andy the guy who runs the the event he gave me 10% off any of the Saturn games I wanted yeah so I got about 20 games Jesus, right? <laughs> I am aiming to get the full list of Sega Saturn games available in the UK. Really? Yeah. I think there's about 230, give or take. Well, it's not too many. No, that's what I was thinking. And I've already got about 50, I would guess, something like that. Yeah. Actually, no, 30, 35, 36. Hmm. All right, should we get on with it then? Yep. <clears throat> right then.
And we're back. It's the one-up gaming E3 reaction. <laughs> you sounded like you just forgot the name of the website. No, I was trying to think what I was it's doing. The, then. Uh, well, um, IG, IG, one-up gaming podcast. <laughs> I had all this stuff wrote down, ready for going on stage, and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. It was so hot; yeah. I was sweating like hell. Yeah. Anyway, E3. E3? Yep. I, t- I, I was meant to say EA, but I say... <laughs> Either one is good. EA, 2017. So, have you seen all the, the like press conferences? I have, I did watch them all. Good, good, good. Because that's better than most people. Last year, it was like, oh yeah, we're going to do a E3 special. Then I started going through, it's like, oh, what's that? What, what, did you watch it? No. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So, first up, they announced the Madden NFL 18. Yeah. And they've nicked the FIFA's career sort of mode where you're a player yeah, and the, you. What's of, it called? The Journey? The, yeah, The Journey. Is this like French? I don't know what they call it now. I just wrote single the, player career mode. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's The Journey in FIFA. I'm not sure yeah. what it was called in Madden. Yeah, I'm not sure what they called it, but. I, I like the idea of that. I, I played more FIFA this year because of that. I mean, yeah, it, as someone who's not interested in sports games at all, it did sway me a little bit to be like a little more interested. Like, okay, well, there's a story there. There's a there's a bit of a narrative. Maybe I could give it a go. Hmm. <coughs> oh, I forgot to swallow then. So, I think... They also teased the next Xbox console by showing a picture in 4K, showing some thread on a knee pad for NFL 18. So the next game they went on to talk about was the how well Battlefield 1 had done. Yep. Was it tw- they... Over 20 million players, something like that. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I remember them announcing the new DLC, though. Yeah, they had night maps. So, Battle in the East and uh, Russian... Oh, is that in Russia, then? In the name of Telstar or something? Yeah. But... In the name of the Tsar. Yes. Yeah. Uh, All I've got written down is Russian and women. So, I guess you can be a woman now. Yeah, it's... um... (laughs) Focusing around, I can't remember the, the proper name, it's something like the Woman's Battalion of Death, or yeah, it was something, something like, that. like that. I mean, I don't, I'm just, I don't play multiplayer games anymore, I really just don't like them. I can't remember the last time I played a Call of Duty game. It must have been Call of Duty... Modern Warfare 2 and then I never played I mean, it online I mean well that's the thing I'm not an online gamer um, I'll occasionally play games in co-op but I usually play couch co-op like I never play with people online so I mean when it comes to Battlefield and Call of Duty I only ever play the single player campaigns yeah which Good. I thought Battlefield 1 because of its single player campaign alone was one of the one of the best games of last year so, I think it's cool that they're coming out with some DLC, but at the same time, I personally 
feel like E3 isn't the place for DLC. It's the place for kind of new games and announcements and stuff like that. Like, just showing DLC seems a bit boring. I I don't know about you, but for me, the era of the 32-bit was when I started to lose faith in these sort of shooters. When they added all the lens flare and realistic sort of graphics... I used to love like the quirks in the Unreal tournaments. But okay. I don't know if it's because of my color blindness or what, but once they added lens flare and all the the shadows and the lighting, I can't see what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that actually, I never thought of it that way. I, I yeah, I knew. I guess people didn't think of it about that. I, t- I can't remember which game it was. But out of me, Saturn games that I bought the other, the other day, there was one of them where on the option screen, it's got like start game, load game, options, but the writing's in green, and whatever's highlighted, I guess, is in yellow. Yeah. But I can't see the difference. <laughs> so I was pressing the button, and it looked going to the options, like, oh no, go back, go up twice, then press the button to start. But I could not see which one was highlighted. So I'm glad I probably do that anymore. <laughs> I probably shouldn't laugh because that is an actual disability. But yeah, God, I, 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 this should be. I mean, I thought a lot of games to put into consideration like color blindness and stuff like that. Yeah, but the thing is, a lot of games when they're doing like colorblind mode, you sort of. There's a lot of, like, red-green or blues, reds, you know, like, depending what colorblind you are. When yeah. I've done my test and whatever, I've come back as, basically, I'm called total colorblind. Okay. So, I get mixed with any colors. All the pigments just blend together. Yeah. So, I'm just, like, my eyes are just knackered. So, but, I used to love playing columns, because you could change it to have like shapes in the middle of the colours so you went with the shapes not just the colours okay that's pretty good but I think the only game that's given me a real headache is is it Candy Crush yeah I think it's because the colours are so vibrant and it's the resolution's that high my brain and eyes are that focused on it to try to work out which is the right colour that it gave me a massive headache Really? Yeah, so I didn't play that for long. Just bring back Tetris. <laughs> I love how we were talking about, you know, how we need to stick to kind of a formula and, and not go on tangents. And you were like, what do you think of the Battlefield 1 DLC? Well, I fucking hate Candy Crush because I'm colorblind. <laughs> it's like, shit, how'd you get there? So, FIFA 18. Okay. I think it's just going to be... The exact same game again, just with a continued story. Sounds like what it'll probably be, yeah. And uh, did you see the people that they had on stage to talk about FIFA? The, was it Men in Blazers? Yeah. Some podcast or some YouTube thing? That was Yeah. Bad. You thought it was bad? I thought it was alright. I didn't like them. I didn't like them. I... I didn't think it was as bad as the Jesse Wellens muck-up. The what? 
Jesse Wellens, you know, the guy who came out and he was talking about Need for Speed and he was like, uh, hey, I didn't know who I'm he Jesse was. Wellens. I've wrote that on here. That's next, yeah. So I guess yeah, Need that for was... Speed it looks the same. Need for Speed, the new one. Uh, Need for Speed, Payback. Now, I don't know about you, but in the replays, it looks stunning. But when they actually had it playing, like, as you would behind the car, it just didn't look that good. I thought it looked great. Oh, it's just me then. But yeah, I wrote here, YouTuber freezes, lol. Yeah, that was, uh, I feel bad for the guy, but it was it was pretty funny to watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just hearing him say again and again that I'm a YouTube creator, and then how he, he uh, yeah, messed he up the guy's name he was talking he could, to. He couldn't work out how to read the tele, the teleprompter. No, the teleprompter apparently shut off. But... It was just like, but I mean, uh, you, you think you, you'd have a rough idea of what you were going to go out there and if say. If you were going to do something like that with millions of people, you would have it down. Do you, know, yeah. you would know what you're saying. Exactly. I would have I would have gone out there and I've been like, I'm going to know exactly what the fuck I'm saying. Because he's only speaking for 30 seconds. Yeah. You know? 30 seconds of, of lines is not hard to remember. And if you're going to be in front of millions of people, fair, it's like... <clears throat> I have no idea what he was going to say, but I mean, how hard is it to sort of say, oh yeah, I'm a YouTube creator, I create videos, this sort of game is perfect for me, this is the developer person in charge, his name, and please visit my YouTube or whatever. That's basically all he was done. Do you know what I mean? That was basically it, and that's without me even having a script. But then I say that, but I went on stage yesterday without a script, and I just winged it, which isn't great. But anyway, the next game is one of. I just want to say. I just want to say though. I just want to yep. say though. Need for Speed is the first racing game I am actually going to play in a very long time. Because with the the world of Gran Turismo and Forza and all these like you know really dedicated simmy games which are like super focused on realism, to have like a game that looks like that looks like literally the epitome of Fast and Furious the game where you're going on heists and you're just smashing cars burnout style i mean that that's the first racing game that's managed to get me on board in years i'm going to mention a racing game that i'm looking forward to later on and you're going to be surprised okay so next up is maybe one of my games of the show and that was a way out yep that would be one of mine and I loved the idea of it, and what sold it to me is it's from the, like the makers or the writer or whatever of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. That is true, and that was one of my favorite ever Xbox 360 games. Oh wow! Okay. I loved yeah, that no, game. Uh, Brothers was a um, was a really really good game, really kind of different. Yeah. And it's like controls and and just how it made you play the game. It was a really unique game, and I'm glad that. When entering the AAA space, you know, this developer has still managed to kind of keep that unique angle to the type of games they're making. They're not just going and going, okay, we're AAA now, let's make a very generic AAA game. They're going, no, 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 let's actually do something that we haven't seen before, because I've never seen anything like this. No, it's it's a split-screen, multiplayer, well, co-op game, that even when you're either System Link or even if you're playing online... It's always split screen. Yeah. So you always see what everyone's doing. 
And I'd say from a gameplay perspective, it looks like a mix between a David Cage game and a Mafia. Yeah, I think it it could be good. I think it could be. The only thing is... I think it's, it's got a lot of potential. With those sort of games, though, do you... I mean, like, let's just take me and you. It's like, I play games maybe a couple of hours a week, because that's all I have time. I, I, I finish work, get home, have something to eat, have a shower, sit down, and it's basically time for bed. Yeah. Do you have time to get this game and play, like, a 20-hour single-player, well, a co-op game with a friend? Okay, see, that's where I think you got it wrong. I don't think this is going to be 20 hours. I think this is I think this is going to be between 3 to 7 hours. Draken. I'm sure yeah. they said it was going to be a long game. If it is 20 hours, then I think there is there's problems going to arise because I think if if it's a 3 to 7 hour game, you know, I've got a you know, I I'm not sure how it would work online, but I've got a couple mates. We could come over, play couch co-op over a couple nights, get it done. I think that's sweet as. Mm. If you're going into a 20-hour campaign, okay, I don't... You know, I'm committed to playing video games, but I don't have any mates who would commit that amount of time to playing a game. And on top of that, since it's a story-driven game, you would have to play it in a short period of time. You can't play it... Because I play a lot of co-op games with my friends, and we'll play it for a couple days, and then we might not go back to it for two weeks because things come up. So, with a story-driven game, you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I would sort of hope, if if it is, a, say, like, 20-hour-plus game, that they manage to break it into, like, three, four-hour chunks. So, your first chunk is escaping prison, and then your mm. next chunk is escaping, like, on the run. So, kind of like... House. Kind of like Telltale style, but when they actually sell it to you, they sell it as one package. Yeah. Okay. Now that, so uh, that you can your work. mates can have like, oh, we've escaped from prison. Next week we'll do the next section. Yeah. You okay. Know, yeah, that not, makes I sense. Mean, do the whole thing. It's broken up. Even do like a like a like a TV series style, so it has like titles and end credits at the end of each yeah. couple of hours. Yeah. I think that. I don't know. Quite I, good. Uh, I think that could work, but personally, I do hope this is this is maybe a five-hour game. Like, I want it to be short and sweet. You know, I'm, I'm not even working full-time yet. You know, I do university, I work on the side, and even then, with all the games that are coming out, I do... Yeah, I'd rather have a really, really awesome, unique five-hour game than 20 hours and have it overstay as welcome. Yeah, I understand. I completely agree. But you know what people are like... If the if on the back of the box or in the review they sort of say oh, it's like four hours, they're like, I'm not paying thirty quid for that. Well, I, I I don't I don't think it'll I don't think it'll be a um a physical copy of the game. No, but I still think it's going to be I about think... thirty quid. Thirty. Well, how much how much is retail a brand new game? Like how much does Call of Duty come out as? Fifty quid. Fifty quid. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. F- thirty quid. I I would see it as being that. Yeah. Because I I'm expecting it to be maybe between forty and sixty dollars when it comes out my end. Hmm. But yeah, it's unless you're Nintendo or Capcom, where a fifteen pound game on the three sixty gets re-released on the Nintendo Switch and it's thirty five pound. Yeah. Just because you know people are willing to pay and don't say nothing about Nintendo. Anyway, so a way out to me looks really good. 
Next up was just basically a tease, and that was Anthem. Bioware's should we, new should game. We, should we go into it now, though, instead of waiting till the Microsoft conference? No, we'll just go in order as how they the showed it. Basically, they just said, this is our new game. Showed like a tease, like 10 seconds of some background. And basically, see more tomorrow at Microsoft. Okay. So, next up, NBA Live 18. Couldn't care less. I have wrote down two words. Too complicated. NBA 2K is where the basketball game is at. I do not care about live. What happened to just having the analog stick to move, a button to run, a button to pass, and a button to shoot or dunk? Why do you need to do, like, weird swivels with the analog stick to do movements and... Do you know what I mean? Mm. It just makes it way too complicated. But I, I don't know. I just don't understand it. And then they ended the show with Star Wars Battlefront 2. See, I'm really, really excited for Star Wars Battlefront 2, but showing 30 minutes of multiplayer, like, I just, I, you know, I played Battlefront 1. That was the multiplayer part. I still haven't seen the single-player campaign. That's what people are excited about. That's what we want to see. That's what's new. We already know what the multiplayer's bit going to be like because we play Battlefront 1, so show us the single-player. I was I was really disappointed that we didn't see any of that. Yeah, and I will say that it looked nice, but then the, old, the first one looked nice. Yeah. No, well, I'm, it's going to look fantastic, but is it going to be enjoyable to play? Because the first one I played for a couple hours and then got bored with. Yeah, I got so bored. But then again, this one, I, I've never really, as I say, I don't play these like team-based sort of like games. And for me, it just got, as you say, 30 minutes where it's like, oh, we have to get into the place. Oh, we have to destroy this. Oh, we have to get into the room. We have to. Yeah, really overstated like, as well. Oh my God. You know, I would have I would have much preferred them show a sizzle reel for multiplayer. So look, here's Darth Maul, here's the droid army, look, this looks cool. Here's a five minute chunk of a single player mission. Yeah. You know? Because they, they did show a single player mission behind closed doors. Hmm. But they haven't shown anything to the public. So that's what the public cares about. They put out Battlefront 1, the public screamed, we want a single player campaign... They had a big focus on the single-player campaign when they announced it. People got excited. So why at E3 did they focus on the multiplayer? That, we know what the multiplayer is. We get it. Show us a single-player. Yeah, I totally agree. I will say, though, all DLC will be free for the game. That's fantastic. That's a, that, yeah. that is a, a great move for the gamers. Yeah. And I think that might also be something to do with the fact that with the original game, they had the diehards who bought it straight away. And uh, everyone else was like, I'm not paying that much money for a couple of skins and a couple of maps. Well, it was, I, I, I thought it was just terrible that the fact that the main game, you got six, I think it was six, you got six hero characters. And then with the season pass, you got another six. So you're basically doubling the content in the game. DLC should be an add-on to an already decent product. It shouldn't be like that. That's basically what they put out was Battlefront 2 already. Because they put out a whole game's worth of content. Yeah. 
So that was EA's press conference. I honestly thought that some of the games they had weren't too bad. You know, I've got to say, EA, I'm not into the um, the sports games. I thought EA had one of the strongest conferences. Yeah. Because, honestly, I was expecting EA... Like, I saw EA, I was like, that was good. wasn't great, didn't wow me. And I was expecting it to just get better from there. And mm. it actually got significantly worse, so... I mean, I hope this you was... agree with me later on, but... Yeah. But... So Which we'll... One? Should we have a quick break and then go into Microsoft so we just push right through? No, I just think we plow through, man. Let's do this. Let's get into it. Right, so next up then, Microsoft... And first out of the box, literally, they showed the Xbox One X. And it'll retail for $499 and it'll release on the November the 7th. What were your thoughts, Chris? I, you know, I had mixed feelings because... I had my own opinion and then I listened to Phil Spencer talk about the Xbox One X afterwards and I actually really agreed with him. Personally, I'm not interested in the One X at all. It's another PS4 Pro. The thing is, with these new consoles that are coming out, they're saying, play all the same games that you could play on the Xbox One and the PS4, but play them in 4K, play them in 60 frames per second, play them at a higher resolution. They're the same games, but they look better. If I gave a shit that much about the quality of the appearance of the games I played, yeah, I would get a PC. I play consoles for the ease of them. I play consoles for the exclusives. Unless the One X comes out, which it hasn't, and I doubt it will, unless it comes out and it says, look, here's some games that you cannot play anywhere else, then I don't care. Now, these incremental steps, like, I'm I'm not going to get a Pro. I'm not going to get a One X. I'm waiting till the next Xbox. I'm waiting till the next PlayStation. Same here. And then I'll move on. But I liked what Phil Spencer said. He said... This isn't a console that we're trying to get everyone to buy. You know, they said, I, I think it was GameSpot or IGN was saying, how are you going to pitch this? How are you going to convince people to buy the One X? And he said, well, we're not going to get people to buy the One X. We're not going to convince them. This is a console for console gamers who want the, those extra kind of grains of visual fidelity, who want that little bit more in the appearance of their games. And it's for a very niche market and it's for very few gamers but they wanted to give them an option. I think that's cool. I think it's cool that there is a console out there if you want to play games in 4K. But like a lot of people, that's not for me. Yeah, I totally agree. I will say, though, they went on about it being the smallest ever Xbox console, which is pretty neat. But I will say, if... Microsoft, for me, really wanted to push the Xbox One brand. This should have came out for 399 And I just don't understand why it's come out this expensive. Because it's a, it's a premium product. Like, they're not trying to win over the market with this product. I thought they might try, but they're not. So this isn't a product that they're trying to win back the console war with. They're not going to take the lead back from Sony with this. This is a premium product, and so they're selling it for a premium price. But the thing is, Sony are outselling 
Microsoft about four to one. Yeah. Give or take. And for me, it's they should have done the exact same thing as what they did with like the Xbox to the Xbox three sixty. Okay. Where the basically sort of the Xbox the original was so expensive they couldn't drop the price. So they just created a whole new console with cheaper parts yes. but better. Killed yeah. off the Xbox, the original, and then launched the Xbox three sixty two two years before the PS three sort of came. No, it was out. only it was only one year. Was it only a year? Yeah, it was a year before. Uh, in in Europe, it was about a year and a half then, because it didn't come out until like March the year after. Okay. Um, but for me, this they should have basically said the Xbox One, not in these words, but the Xbox One was devised by committee. It was devised by people who want movies, TV, all the other stuff that no one wants. We should have just killed that. Went with this, the Xbox One X, or even just call it like the Xbox Tenth Anniversary, or something stupid. Right. And say right with that, the Xbox One is gone. This is our new console. It's three hundred and fifty quid, or three hundred and fifty dollars, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go again. Now, see, here's the thing. I now I. I have a theory over what Microsoft could do and why they might have taken this direction, but I want to save that till next week and I actually want to devote a podcast episode to that. Yeah, that's fine. So, I guess, technically speaking, I was impressed with the Xbox One X, but I still won't be buying one. No, I I doubt many people will. It'll be for a very niche market. So, the games then, I will say... The first one shown off at Microsoft's 4K resolution was Forza Motorsport 7. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Chris? Yeah. I don't know. After seeing Need for Speed Payback, which I thought looked just as good as Forza Motorsport 7, having another generic sim game... Like, I've played the other Forza games. I've played these sim racing games again and again, and... Uh, you need to do more to, to draw me in. And like I say, Need for Speed Payback came in, it gave me Burnout-style destruction, it gave me a cool single-player-looking campaign, and so I, Forza Motorsport 7 did nothing for me. I mean, I thought it looked nice. Yeah, of course it looked nice, but it needs to do more than that. But the thing that I had trouble or issue with was, again, when it showed you the actual game itself from the behind-the-car view, Yeah, it looked as though the cars had no traction, and it looked as though it was running really slow. Yeah, okay. So, to me, that might be a problem. I think with them pushing the graphics and the resolution and everything up, mm-hmm. it seemed to be really slow, whereas the old Forts, uh, I think 5 and 6, when you were racing, it was so fast. Yeah. But I guess we'll have to wait and see how that shapes up. But that's out on October the 3rd. Okay. So, next up, another game which I would say was one of the games of the show. And that was Metro Exodus. 
leave yeah. impressed. No, no, I was waiting. For, I was waiting for you to say something. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was impressed. I, I watched uh, Gamespot talk to the developers after the the E three showing because what I was concerned about is I was watching it and I was like, this almost looks too good. Like I was kind of sitting there and I was like, is this gameplay or is this a pre rendered trailer meant to kind of convince us that this is what the game will look like but then it comes out and it looks completely different um according to them they said yeah we removed the hub and we streamlined it a little bit but this is gameplay so i i, I played metro last night i played a bit of metro 2033 um i thought they were fine games they didn't blow me away though um but i think part of that was also because i played them several years after they came out and uh metro exodus looks really cool it's uh supposed to be semi-open world you know something similar to maybe uh uh, the rise of the Tomb Raider with kind of linear sections and then more open-ended sections, but uh, this could be a pretty cool game. Yeah, I loved what I saw. I was one of the big fanboys of when Metro 30, 2033 came out. I was pushing that hard for Game of the Year, but no one else was listening. So, that game... I was very excited for next up Assassin's Creed Origins mm-hmm. I've just put same old same old looks nicer but it just looks like the old Assassin's Creed to me I, I think they've done they've done some things to change stuff up I don't know I can't say nothing I mean I looked at it it does look very Assassin's Creed but um, I was kind of reminded a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn with the bow and arrow combat and the kind of hiding in the grass. I was reminded of Dark Souls with how they've changed up kind of combat um, and kind of more focused on parrying and, and dodging rather than it just being like the kind of Batman Arkham press B to block. Um, kind of looks like a bit of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and the the climbing because you can even climb you can climb anything now you can climb sheer rock faces um I'm 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 definitely sold I I definitely want to give it a go I think I think a year off was a good idea um it's given me time to get excited about playing another Assassin's Creed and I'm all in well you can do the review then because I couldn't care less (laughs) um so next up then Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and they said that's an exclusive for this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I've played Battlegrounds. I have I've had two matches, and for some reason, on my PC, when I was playing it, it was a bit stuttery and jerky because my PC is crap. Yeah. But when I went to change the settings, for some unknown reason on the top bar where you go to settings and options yeah the where I click on something it isn't that button I have to go like another five inches to the left for it to think it's the right button and I couldn't get far enough over to change the resolution yeah so I, I that was the first game I have ever got my money back from on Steam okay because it was basically unplayable but I do like the idea of it. And I think on a console, it would be more for my sort of liking. Because I do not do mouse and keyboard. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've heard a lot of really good things. 
um, you know, people are hyped about this game. Even though it's an early access, people are loving it. And I'm not a PC gamer, so I kind of looked at it and I went, oh, it looks pretty cool. Guess I'm never going to get to play it. So to see it on the Xbox stage and kind of hear that it's actually going to come out this year, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a go and actually being able to play it. Hmm. So next up, I can't even remember what the hell this game was, but Deep Rock Galactic... Is that what it was? Are we? I've got to ask, are we going to go through every Xbox game? Because Xbox showed 42 games. Well, like I say, we can just... I mean, I, I've got nothing to say about that. I can't even remember what that one was. So, State of Decay 2. Like many games at the Xbox conference, I am looking forward to playing it, but it had a very underwhelming trailer. I was very disappointed in how it looked. Yeah. Um... It, it showed off poorly because State of Decay, it's an RPG first and foremost. Like, it's about, like, when I played the first one, it's about base management. It's about building a community of survivors, um, kind of outfitting your safe house, you know, going on scavenging runs. And they literally just showed a trailer of you shooting zombies, which is something you do actually very rarely in State of Decay because ammo is so scarce. Yeah. So, another game I can't remember, The Darwin Project, I put meh. Don't remember what that one was? No, Minecraft, cross-play. Now, do you think, because they were very careful with the words, they sort of said PC, Xbox, and PC and console, uh, console, Xbox and consoles, but they never actually said PlayStation. So, do you reckon they might be like Nintendo or... Do you know what I mean? Because I know Sony and Microsoft don't like to play together. Yeah. But it did say Xbox and consoles. Yeah, I don't know. I was more interested, and I thought it was really weird that they've got these these like super high tech lighting effects and shadow effects on a on a game about the most low res block looking images ever. Yeah, I I did write better graphics with a question mark. So. But I've never got into Minecraft. I've, I don't think I've ever played it, to be honest. I've got it three times, but I've never played it. Yeah. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Looks very stylish, very cool, but it will never beat the best Dragon Ball Z game of all time, Budokai Senkaichi 3. You're just making words up? Nope. Black Desert. I don't have a clue what the hell that was. Um, was really... I thought that game looked really cool until I worked out it was an MMO. Yeah, I've got MRPG. So is that yeah. a multiplayer role-playing game? No, it's an MMO. Alright. So, it looked cool until I found that out, and I was like, nope, see you later. So, The Last Night, which is a 2D dark platformer that looks like Flashback. Looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I thought it looked good. Um, it looks amazing. It looks like Blade Runner. Um, it looks like... I, I don't feel like it's going to be out for a very long time. I feel like it's going to be another Cuphead situation. Yeah. Um, but I think it looks awesome. I actually went and looked for the song from the trailer. Um, Acid Rain by Lorne. It's like my new favorite song at the moment. So yeah, so we're both looking forward to that one. Next up, The Artful Escape, a music platformer. Looks really unique. Looks like a like a platformer version of Broken Age. Hmm. 
So Code Vein, which is like a vampire Dark Souls sort of game. Yeah, like an anime Dark Souls. Yeah, that looks alright. A game which looks fun, but I'll probably never play. Sea of Thieves. Yep, I can I can agree with that. I still don't fully get what that game is. What no, am I, I doing? Just, it's just pissing about making videos for YouTube. Exactly. Like, what am I actually going to do? How? What's going to keep me coming back to that game? I, I don't know. They haven't answered that question for me in two years. So, next up was a game that they've shown for, like, two years. Like, Tacoma. Finally coming out in August. That's cool. Yeah. So, a game which I was... When I was watching it, I was thinking, Oh, have they really done, like, a remake and a young version of Conquer? But no, it was Super Lucky's Tale, which is a really cute platform game based on, like, a 16-bit sort of, like, SNES Mega Drive sort of game. Yeah, it's actually already out. It's uh, the one they're putting up as a port of an Oculus Rift game. Ah. Yeah, it came out on Oculus Rift last year. So this is just a this is just a port. Oh well, I I don't care. So another one that looked quite good, Cuphead. Yeah, Cuphead been shown for two three years now. Finally coming out in September. Uh, be interested to see how that one pans out because it it was a it was initially a boss a boss rush game. Um, and then people complained that maybe there wasn't enough content, they went back, they made some platforming levels, then people said actually the platforming levels aren't that good, so I, I'm interested to see what state this game actually ends up in. Yeah, I mean, when I first saw the game, no one else said it, but to me it reminded me of Altered Beast, the Sega Mega Drive classic. Okay. You know, basic platforming, and you get to the end of a stage, and it's like a big boss t- to, 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 like, destroy. So. Yeah, and I mean, the art style as well, it, a few years ago, it was something that kind of blew me away with how amazing it looked, but I've, I've played games like Jotun since then, and that art style's kind of been done now. Like, it's mm. still it's still unique, it's, it's still unique, but pff, there's been things in a similar vein that have already come out, so I'm... It's going to be able to ride off of that art style and its success a little less. Yeah, so Cuphead, I think I'd give it a go. It it still looks good enough to, to give it a go. But next up, Crackdown 3. Looks super average. Yeah, they didn't really show anything of the game, which I was like, meh. And what's weird is the... I'm going to get the name wrong, but is it Davy Jones who made the original sort of crackdown and was a part of the sort of team that did Grand Theft Auto? His team's doing the multiplayer only, and then they've shipped off the single-player game to... Oh, God, who's the Sega dev who does all the racing games? But anyway, they've, I'm sure they've shipped the single-player off to that sort of team, which is a bit weird. I'm really worried about this game because they showed it three years ago, maybe two years ago at Gamescom, and uh, I think it was, yeah. And um, when they showed it, they were talking about all this, all this utilizing the cloud for like destruction on a, an insane level of you know everything in the environment being destructible and and showing only the physics. Yeah, only in the multiplayer, but showing the physics of that, and to have them go away for such a long time. 
and then not really talk about that at all when it gets re-announced, and then watching the single-player gameplay and having it look very, very generic, very soulless, um, not really have any personality to it, I, I'm really worried at the state that this game's going to launch. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I will say is I think that they stripped things back so they could go in with the oh it's now 4k oh it's now 60 frames a second oh it's now but it doesn't even but it doesn't even look good xbox x launch it doesn't look good it looks like a ps3 game a lot of games look like that though no no not many games do like a lot of games look next gen this game does not looks next gen it it looks very average it looks like it looks like a boring unfunny saints row yeah at least it might run a bit smoother yeah, I don't know. I'm really worried about this one. So next it was just... There was too many games to write down, but there was a montage of like, indie games at the ID Xbox sort of... Yeah, there were... But, the, but, but there were a few that I want to point out yep. that I am super excited for. Uh, we Happy Few, we already knew that was coming to Xbox One, but it was cool to see it there in some form. <clears throat> That's going to be a cool game when it comes out. Um, and then there were two games that have been PC only up to this point but I've really been hoping to come to consoles. And that's Hello Neighbor, which is a kind of procedurally generated um, horror game where you kind of, your neighbor's up to something, he's a bit sketchy, and you're trying to break into his house without getting caught um, to find out what he's up to. Looks really fucking cool, and it's great to see that that's coming to consoles. And then Osiris New Dawn, uh, which is basically a kind of, I'm not. I'm not really sure what it is to be honest. It's a. It's an exploration game. It's got some combat. It's got base building. You basically, you're on this alien planet. You can fly around in orbit. Um, you can explore the planet. Like I say, build bases. There's this wildlife on the planet that you'll have to survive against. Uh, it looks like a really cool game though. So I, I'm. I'm really excited to see two PC games that I was hoping to come to consoles be on Xbox's stage. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of games that looked good, but I just they were just flashing up on screen. I couldn't be bothered to write it all down. Mm. So I guess the next big game was Ashen, and it's a co-op. I've just I've got no face. Looks good. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, um, wear helmets. <laughs> yeah, it looks really unique. I need to see more of it though before I can make a judgment call. I don't know about you, but I know it must be early in development. But it looked nice, apart from when they were on the ground and walking. They just passed through bushes and shrubs and that. It didn't animate. Mm. And to me, that made it look really cheap. Like a really early Unreal 4 sort of game. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm getting... I don't know if concern's the right word. Kind of... I'm I'm not sure if there's going to be a kind of overdose. Because there's Dark Souls has almost become a genre now. Of, like, it's created its own genre within the video game industry. It started with Demon Souls, and then Dark Souls came along. Now there's Bloodborne, there's Lords of the Fallen, there's The Surge, there's Code Vein. And these guys are saying that the combat's going to be very Dark Souls-y. Assassin's Creed Origins is taking cues from Dark Souls with their combat. I, I don't know if it's just going to get a bit overwhelming with this this Dark Souls genre style of game. Yeah... That's it my only nice concern. Enough. Yeah, that's my only concern with Ashen. I think I think it's a cool looking game though. Mm. 
but I'm just not a big fan of co-op sort of multiplayer sort of games. So. Oh, is it is it multiplayer? I'm sure it's I'm sure it's basically like their version of Destiny. Really? Actually, I'm sure that's what they were saying. Really? Okay, I totally missed that if that's true. So next up, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Um, yeah, cool. I'm excited to get more Life is Strange content. That was one of my favorite games of 2015. I uh, thought it had a great story. The only problem I have, well, I wouldn't say a problem actually, but concern, is this is not being made by Don't Nod. Don't Nod is working on the Life is Strange Season 2 game. Uh, this is being made by a completely different studio. It might be better then, because Life is Strange I hated. Shadow really? of War, Middle Earth. Yeah. Wait, I what, what, was like your, what was your problem with it? I didn't like the fact that when it had the reverse time mechanic thing, I was like, oh, sod that. Just let me do a choice and go with it. I don't want to go back and replay it all the time. Uh, okay. Shadow of War, Middle Earth. Looked good. Yeah, it looks good. Cool. It's way too complicated for me. Yeah, I'm I'm getting concerned. You know, I love the fact that you can have um, you know, enemies that you go head to head with and that's procedurally generated and they have personalities and now they're bringing in that you can have allies and build your own army and it's the same scenario, but it actually does look super complex. Like it, it, it's almost tiring thinking about all the stuff you're going to have to think about. I mean, I wasn't even talking about that. I was just like where you sort of like can teleport and do moves and fighting and the combat and just all that was too complicated for me. Really? Okay. Yeah. So next up, something else that looked really nice. Ori and the... Is it the Will of the Wisps? Yeah. Beautiful, stunning game. Yeah. Never played the first one, though. I heard it was a super hard Metroidvania, and I got put off. Yeah, as soon as they said the word Metroidvania, <clears throat> which I hate. Yeah. Because I don't understand why Castlevania has anything to do with that. I hate... I just hate backtracking in games. Hmm. But original Xbox games coming to the downloads. I do like the idea of that. I like the idea of having, like, you know, like you buy a game and you can play it on whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 nice to know it's there, but I don't really care. Like. I don't know, I think it's going to be cool going forward. Like, I feel like my whole Xbox One library and my whole PS4 library are going to somehow be playable on the next set of consoles. That'll be cool, and it'll it'll be like a Steam library, I hope. Um, but having, like, oh, five Xbox games are going to be available for the next six months, it's like, mm, cool, I've got plenty of other know, shit to play. There is a it's- lot of rights issues with the original Xbox Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. It's nice to know it's there, but I mean, it doesn't really phase me either way. And the next game, I'm going to do a massive apology. When I was talking about Ashen, I was thinking of Anthem. Okay. I don't even know what Ashen is. Don't, uh, fuck. Ashen is a, is a Dark Souls... It, it, you're right, it's Dark Souls with and they have no faces. I don't know. But I put it looks good, but I can't remember the the game. It was Anthem that I was saying. It's like their Destiny sort of thing. Yeah, it's Bioware's Bioware's answer to Destiny. Yeah. Which and one? I thought technically it looked good, but it lacked a lot of the the detail, and it just looked really cheap and quickly put what? together to get some out. 
the shrubs and the tr- and the leaves and stuff when you walk through them, your feet just went through them. It didn't animate. It looked I really the, cheap. I thought the game looked fantastic. No, I didn't. I thought it looked as though the background was amazing, the characters were amazing, but they were just too clumped together. They didn't animate together. You're talking about the one where you you're flying around in like a mech yes. suit and yeah, dude, that was that was the most visually stunning game of E3 to me. Nah, I don't think so. Dude, that was my game of E3. <laughs> that looked fantastic. It looked like it had, you know, I just think of it, you know, it's it's their answer to Destiny, which I'm not big on multiplayer games, but okay, fine, do your own thing. But it it's BioWare's storytelling with the most realistic lived-in world that I saw at E3, and it looks like the gameplay style is like Vanquish. Like, it could not look cooler. Oh, fuck you, David. Oh. <laughs> oh, it looked fantastic. So, and that was the end of Microsoft's E3 press conference. I think they had a decent showing. I think, it, yeah, I think it was decent. I think that's the word to describe it. Yeah. Didn't blow me away, but it was decent. So, next up, now we're going to really push through this because there was not a lot announced at the Bethesda show, which got me excited. They talked a lot about their old games that was out last year sort of thing. Yeah, I, I had a big problem. I, I thought Bethesda had the best presentation of all the shows. Like, the Bethesda Land theme was really cool and their transitions between games were really well done. But um, they had nothing to show. Like, the, yeah. fact, the fact that they showed me five different spin-offs of the Elder Scrolls series, like a card game, a Switch version, a VR version. I was like, this game came out fucking six years ago. I don't care. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll just quickly go through the announced Bethesda VR, so Doom VFR, which it looks like Doom, but it's a point-and-teleport shoot, so you're a static... And you can, you basically teleport and then move. You, you can't physically move. I got, like I got, a, I got to ask though. Do you think VFR stands for virtual fucking reality? I have no idea. Because they're all called VR. They're all called Skyrim, virtual reality, Fallout Four, yeah. virtual reality, and then Doom was called VFR. And I was like, that seem it, it seems almost very Doom like to be like Doom, virtual fucking reality. It just might be like virtual floor or something. I don't know. It could be just something that they, you know, it's just no idea. I don't know. I weren't excited. Fallout 4 VR, I wasn't excited. Elder Scrolls Online, I couldn't give a crap about that game. No, and and they were showing Morrowind, which is already out. Yeah. The creation club for Fallout 4 and Skyrim, I thought that was already out like a year or two ago. Yeah, no, I thought it was too. Elder Scrolls Legends, I don't do card games. No, I mean, I played a bit of Hearthstone, but this looks dull. Yeah. Skyrim on the Nintendo Switch. The only funny thing about it was you can dress up as Link. I think I, but I think it's appalling that the only features is that you can dress up as Link. You can't even do that unless you have the Amiibo. Mm, okay, you have not. to... No, you have to have the Link oh, Breath God, of the Wild God. Amiibo just to get that stupid costume. I've not bought any Amiibos. Like, that's trash. And then on top of that, you're not even getting the special edition. 
The special edition yeah. that released last year on PS4 and Xbox One with the improved graphics, you're not even getting that. You're getting the standard edition that came out six years ago. That's awful. Yeah, but would the Switch be able to handle the special edition? I mean, I don't know, but it's it's not even it's not even a remaster. Like I'm, I played this game six years ago. Why would I play it again? I, I don't. Switch and nothing else. You might have to. I don't know. I don't. Under, I don't understand people who would fork out another sixty dollars just to play Skyrim on the go. I know. If it was so, twenty dollars, if it was twenty dollars, maybe I could warrant it, but. $60, like, no. So, they showed off some... I don't know if it was, like, DLC or, like, uh, add-on content, but for Dishonored 2, the death of the outsider. Yep, no, I'm, I'm sure Dishonored fans will be into that. I couldn't care. Yeah, I mean, I played Dishonored 2, I thought it was fine, but didn't do much for me. Um, Great sure champions. Look Looks- fast. Yeah, looks fast, looks cool if you're into that. I I was more excited for the, the idea of what if Quake Champions is the Super Smash Brothers for Bethesda. Because they're adding in BJ Blazkowicz as a playable character, the, the main character from Wolfenstein. So what if they add in Corvo from Dishonored? They add in the um, Dragonborn from Skyrim. They add in the Wastelander from Fallout. And they just make this... Bethesda's Super Smash Bros. I think that would be fucking awesome. I don't know. The problem with those sort of games, though, is especially with Smash Brothers, you can see your character, which is cool, whereas in a first-person shooter, you don't no, see but, yourself. Yeah, yeah, but having them play the same way they play in their own respective games, but in Quake. The problem with that is, I think they're going for Quake Champions to be like a proper esports game. Oh, I know, and I know, but if but if you, have, if, if but you, if you made them, how much tuning and oh, I know, but I'm saying maybe you made yeah. them DLC characters or something. Mm. I know, but I think it was too fast. I, well, I mean, I'm also. I mean, I think it looks cool, but I'm also. I think um, a game that looks to be doing similar things to Quake Champions, but looks to be doing them better, is Lawbreakers. I've not seen that. It's um, from Cliffy B, I know, it's the from guy Cliffy behind yeah. Gears of War. Um, it looks super fast-paced. It looks like a mix between like Titanfall and Quake. That could be quite cool. Isn't that the one that's got like zero-G bubbles? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I've not seen it running. Like, I don't know, Quake Champions looks cool, but I'm, I think Warbreakers looks to be doing something similar but better. Hmm. But it's, I would say that it doesn't have the name, but the Vosso Lawbreakers has got the the money and might of China behind it. Yeah. So the least ex- one of the least surprising games, The Evil Within Two. Yep. Well, both of Bethesda's big announcements, everyone already knew about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Evil Within Two. I thought the con- the trailer was the most fucking confusing thing I'd ever seen. Mm. Um, I had no idea what was going on, but everyone was so hyped about it. I actually ended up picking up the Evil Within One for like twenty bucks at an EB Games, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll give it a go. I'll see if it's actually worth playing Evil Within Two when it comes out." I wasn't a big fan of the original. 
Yeah, well, I've I've never given it a go, so I'm I'm looking to try it out soon and and just see if it's if it's worth the hype. So last up, well, the Wolfenstein Two. Yep. Which looked quite cool, but I didn't play the first one, so I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I, I played um, what was it, the the New Order, I think. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I played that one. Uh, it definitely looks like a game for my brother. Uh, my brother does not like games where you have to think, or we have to be tactile, or we have to worry about statistics or group management. He likes games where you get a shit ton of guns and you just run forward and blow the fuck out of everyone. And this looks like that type of game. So I think gamers will like him will really enjoy it. Cool. Now, was there a game also announced at the end, or have I just written something that I can't read? No, Wolfenstein, the... the Fuck, what is it? No, it the must be... Summer. The New Colossus. Wolfenstein, the New ah, Colossus. That's what, what, was the fir- what was the first one called, then? There was the Old Blood and the New Blood one, there. No, there was... No, there was... There was the Old Blood. There's the New Colossus. Wolfens... Oh, fuck, what is it? I'm going to look it order. Yeah, it was the something order. The, the, the first remake. It was Wolfenstein... The New Order? No, because it's the New Colossus. They wouldn't both have New in the title. I don't know. So, if I go to... Wolfenstein, The New Order... What's that? Colossus? Yeah, there's The New Colossus and The New Order. Are they seriously fucking called that? And then there was the old blood, yeah. yeah that's the new order came out in 2014. But having them called the new order and the new colossus—that's that's kind of shit naming. Yeah, well. That. Yeah, the new order and the new colossus. Wow, shit. Okay. Told you. That's I don't like I, that. I do occasionally know stuff. Are they all going to be called like the new something? Well, no, because one was the old blood. No, but the old blood was a spin-off. Yeah, it was a prequel, wasn't it? It was a. Uh, it was set before the new order, but it was like yeah, it was. Yeah. It was only about four hours long. It was like an extended. It was like a left behind kind of large DLC thing. So, well, I guess we'll see in another two, three years if they stick to that. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they, it'd be weird now if they had the new order, the new Colossus, and then something that wasn't the new something hmm so that was Bethesda mm-hmm. now I don't know about you but I wasn't impressed with just about anything they showed no like I said they had a great presentation in the form of their kind of formatting and layout loved the Bethesda land theme, theme uh, but I did not care about any of their announcements so I guess next up then is Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yep, ubiquitous software. And they had Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Do you know what they also had, David? What? The worst conference of E3. Do you reckon? I thought Ubisoft had downright easily the worst conference. Mm, it had. It had boring presentation. It had. Virtually all the game announcements except one were go- like were shit, and that one game announcement didn't even show gameplay. 
that's, that's... Alright, let's go through what they had, but I think they yeah. were, the conference was trash. Right, so the Mario game, I thought looked absolutely horrible. I think visually, it looks cool. I think people who like Mario are going to enjoy this. I think it's a cool um, baby's first XCOM. Uh, but it looks... I hate using this word. It looks really kiddie-ish. It, you know, it... I you know, it, it looked bad. It just, I don't know. It's just, it's not something I could see myself sinking any time into. Yeah, I just did not like the look of it at all. So, Assassin's Creed Origins, I've already said how much I hate this game. Yeah, I... I, I, I just don't care about Assassin's Creed at all. I think they let themselves down because they let Microsoft show the cool gameplay demo and they showed a boring cinematic trailer. So they kind of took the wind out of their own sails when it came to showing off Assassin's Creed on their stage. But they did have like a 30 minute gameplay after their show, straight after sort of thing. Yeah, but when it's not part of the, when it's not part of the conference, we can't really judge it as part of the conference. Mm. So next up, you're going to hate me, but I really, really thought the crew too looked amazing. Oh, it looked boring. I thought it looked absolutely amazing. I really did. I'm the best motorsport champion in the whole world. I can fly planes, I can ride boats, I can ride cars, because I'm awesome. But I I just loved the idea, going back to an arcade style game, having all those disciplines to race in. I don't know, I thought the Crew 1 was a real letdown. Uh, the Crew 2 has done nothing to I've impress me. I've the Crew, but I've only played about 10 minutes of it. I played a couple hours and it, it just, it was so lackluster. But, I mean, like, this one... I mean, when I first saw The Crew, the original, I thought it looked like a PS2 game. I really thought it looked horrendous. Yeah, it didn't look great. I'm telling I'm telling you, man, of all the racing games of E3, Need for Speed Payback was the best one. I didn't like the look of that. But anyway, South Park, the fractured butthole. Uh, once again, a really boring trailer they showed during the conference, but having played The Stick of Truth, which was my game of the year in 2014, I am totally on board for Fractured Butthole. I know it's going to be fucking awesome when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, I just... I'm getting sick of seeing the same games two years in a row. No, I know. So so am I. That was one of my biggest problems with, with PlayStation's conference, with Ubisoft's, with... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I... That's why I say, from a conference perspective, seeing the South Park trailer was very boring, very lackluster. I'm like, I know what this fucking game is. Just give it to me. So, I know it's going to be a great game, but it's showing in the conference is boring. So, next up, I cannot remember what the hell it was, so I'm going to quickly Google, but was it Transference? Transference, Transference. yeah. I I got confused. I'm not sure. Is that a VR game? Is it a horror game? I, I'm not sure what that is. I, it's the one with Elijah Wood, isn't it? Just trying to look for like uh, images. Here we go. Let's have a look. I'm pretty sure it's the one that Elijah Wood's in. Yes, it's Elijah Wood. Yes. What is the game? I'm looking at it, and it just shows. It looks like someone in a VR headset, and then it's got like Elijah Wood sat in a chair with people around him. But I could not remember what the hell that was. Yeah, I I don't think it did a good job of explaining what it is. And then, next up, 
was a game which I thought looked horrendous, and that was Skull and Bones. Yep, that looked really... Fuck. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag was a great game. Best Assassin's Creed in the series. Yeah, it was best Assassin's Creed in the series, in my opinion. And the naval combat was a really cool way of changing things up amidst gameplay. Like, you know, okay, I'll be on land for a bit, I'll do some parkour, I'll do some assassinations. Now I'm going to jump in a boat and I'm going to be a pirate. That was cool. Having a multiplayer game, PvP, completely focused on just ship combat you can't you can't even you can't even um like traverse onto enemy boats and uh, you know attack crew members on the enemy boats it's literally just naval combat an entire game based around that the fuck that's boring do you reckon they saw microsoft's sort of game and thought oh we can do the pirates thing but be more serious but sea of thieves even looks better and I'm not even interested in Sea of Thieves and it looks better. Yeah. Because at least in Sea of Thieves, you can you can get off your ship, uh, you can swim through the ocean, you can go on land and find treasure and fight skeletons, you can go onto enemy ships and, like, take over their ships. You can't do any of that in Skull and Bones. Yeah, I just thought Skull and Bones, if they'd have called it Assassin's Creed Pirates, it would have looked exactly the same. Yeah, well, it, 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 it is that. It just looked exactly the same as that that old game. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It, it's a cool part of a game, but to make an entire game around it just seems a bit much. Yeah. So moving on, another game I don't care about: Just Dance twenty eighteen. Nope. Let's move on. South Park Phone Destroyer. I don't care about that. Yeah, neither. I don't play phone games. I think. It was this game that I quite liked the look of. Starlink. Is that the one where on the Nintendo Switch you can actually have like a model of the ship? Yes. Who Who's that by? Isn't that by the um the Splinter Cell team? I don't know, but I, I quite liked the look of the game. I mean, it looked a bit different. I, once again, didn't see enough to sell me on it, but mm. it looked looked interesting. Yeah. Look like uh, like a cool, a more um, like an older game orientated toys to life franchise. Yeah, the the toys actually looked quite nice. Not just yeah, yeah, like I, yeah, like I say, a toys to life franchise uh, directed towards kind of adults who like collecting like plane models and and starship yeah. models and stuff like that. So next up, another game which I like the idea of a snowboarding game, but not steep. And this was like the road to the Olympics sort of add-on for it. Yeah, this goes back to what I was saying with um, EA's conference. Is um, I don't know. I, DLC at a press conference, it just feels boring. Mm. E, you know, E3 is supposed to be out. You know, what's coming? What are we looking forward to? What does gaming have on the horizon? And saying, hey, here's a game that came out six months to a year ago, and we're adding in a few new maps. You know, we're adding in an Olympics theme. It's like, you couldn't you have just put that out in a press release? Probably, but then you it just, it's just padding. Film, you know? Yeah, it's just padding. So next up was the gameplay from Far Cry Five. Yeah, prob- I don't know about you, but I must be so wrong because Far Cry Three and Far Cry Four I did not like, and this game looks just exactly the same, just a different setting. And I'm just yeah. don't care. 
Yeah, it is. Um, Far Cry, I disagree. Far Cry 3 is one of my favorite shooters of all time. I just um, felt the shooting mechanics were horrible. No, I, I thought, like I think, gunplay. I think the gunplay is fantastic. I think it's better than Call of Duty or any game like that. I don't um, think Call of Duty. No, well, there you go. Um, no, I think Far Cry is a really solid game. Uh, it's very formulaic. If you're not into it, obviously 3 is very similar to 4. 5 looks similar to 4 and 3. Um, new setting. They're saying that they're getting rid of rid of towers and stuff, and that it's it's more about open exploration. But uh, it does look more of the same. But like I say, I love Far Cry Three. I love Far Cry Four. So I'm I'm ready to have another Far Cry experience. Yeah, I'm not. But lastly, Beyond Good and Evil Two was officially announced again after about eight years. Yeah. And again, it was another CG trailer, so not gameplay. Yeah. I don't know about you, but this trailer, teaser, whatever you want to call it, really put me off. But, like, you didn't like it? Yeah. I thought it was I mean, awesome. I'm one of these people that, like, Jerry Seinfeld always sort of said, in comedy or in any entertainment, when you resort to swearing, you actually you don't know what to say you know okay. in comedy you should be able to find a punchline without it being a swear word yeah to me this trailer was just like all these characters swearing at each other you know and it just like oh, it's a bit I don't know it was going for gritty for gritty sake I don't know but I feel like that's realism in some sense like people swear a lot naturally like oh, people yeah, do swear, swear a fair amount but so having characters really out of place no no, no I, I get what you're saying I fully I fully agree with you but I, I felt that like the swearing made it a bit more realistic in the sense of this isn't like okay the, I think they wanted to get across look there's pig people there's monkey people the game's a little bit funny but this is not a kids game they're gonna say fuck they're gonna swear because it's an adult game don't let the the visuals and the the comedic charm of the game make you think otherwise yeah i understand what you're saying but i just to me it just really turned me off the game but again it hasn't shown anything of the game so it might be completely different yeah i thought i thought the trailer was a cool tone piece it gave the game a lot of personality um I thought it was unique. Like I haven't seen many games that kind of give off the same type of vibe. So I thought it was cool. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about, though, is, like you say, what is it? It's been eight years or something since that last CG trailer. Yeah. And their re-reveal of the game was another CG trailer. Like yeah. that says to me, this game still has a ways out in development. Yeah. Like, and that's they it's needed be to go. Exactly. They needed to go away and come back and show, like, a 10-minute gameplay demo like Ubisoft is famous for. Like, they do it... Like, they've done for the last couple of years at the end of their E3 conference. They have a new game that they've never spoken about before, and they show a good chunk of gameplay. And they... I think they needed to do that with Beyond Good and Evil 2, because people need to see that this is a real game. Hearing that it's just still in development, you know, it could still go... It could still go sour. Yeah. So, I think... Looking over the games from the press conference there, there is only two games which I wouldn't even say got me excited, but I'm interested in seeing, like The Crew 2 and Starlink. The rest of them, I don't really care. 
I don't know. See, my my thing was, I'm interested in Beyond Good and Evil too. I'm interested in Assassin's Creed Origins. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. In South Park, in Far Cry Five, those are all games I'm looking forward to. But their entire conference and showing of those games was boring. It was boring. It was safe, and the new games they did announce looked extremely lackluster. I thought Ubisoft downright had the worst conference. Hmm. Yeah, looking back at that games list, it just seemed quite bad. So moving on, Sony. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Why? Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. Yep, looks fantastic. I thought that looked horrendous, and they showed the same game last year. How does it Horizon. look horrendous? I no, how does that it, look horrendous? It doesn't look anywhere near as good as Uncharted 4. How? It's the exact same graphics. It just, to me, when they showed Uncharted 4, they had a lot more visual pop to the backgrounds and surroundings this one seems to be a lot more like in like desert e tomb sort of it just seemed a lot drabber okay but i'm just saying from what they've shown it just doesn't appeal to me at all i mean i think it's just i think it's just going to be more uncharted 4 and if you liked uncharted 4 I didn't like which uncharted was my game it, it was my game of the year last year david god damn it we never agree I've actually got Uncharted 1, 2, 3 and Uncharted 4 on the PS4 and I don't like any of them. I really don't. I don't, I don't like 1, 2 and 3. I thought they were very average and I love 4. Hmm. I thought 4 was definitely the best game of last year. I think I'm going to disagree with you a lot on this list. I so, think so, David. Horizon, The Frozen Worlds. Which yeah, once again. I don't care. Yeah, once again, fuck you. Once again, cool to hear that there's DLC coming. So far, Horizon's my game of the year for this year. Who knows if it'll end up being my game of the year, but it's the front runner at the moment. Cool to know more DLC's coming, but didn't need to hear it here. Another game they've already shown before, Days Gone. Looks fucking awesome. I thought it was one of the worst demos of the show. Jesus the, Christ, the David. The section looked... Like a PS2 standard sort of physics, and the actual running around sort of section just looked like your average Sony open worldy sort of game. And I did, did you not, not see how how the uh, the player utilised the environment using the bear trap and then throwing a rock to to get the guy to stumble into the bear trap, then having the people he was uh, staying at the camp with shoot him and kill him because he was making too much noise. You know, then having, using the environment, blowing up that wall, having the freakers actually take out a group of guys that you probably would have been outnumbered by. These are, this is smart yeah, gameplay. It's no, it's, it's not set pieces. A set piece is a scripted event. This is actually using your own intelligence to kind of use the different mechanics in the world to outsmart your enemies. Yeah, well. I thought it looked really bad. Oh, fucking... Oh. Next David. up is another game which I thought looked bad. Monster Hunter World. <sighs> Once again, a game that I saw initially, I wasn't into, but the more I watched it, I watched the trailer again and again. I'm excited for it. It looks cool. It looks like a... It, it looks to finally bring the Monster Hunter games to the AAA console space. It's been there before just a long time ago yeah no uh, like I say a long time ago it's been a while mm. 
So next up was an actual new game that they revealed, Shadow of the Colossus. But they didn't really show much of the game. Are you being sarcastic? Like, it's an old game. It's a remake. That's what I mean, but it's, it's basically, it's the first time they've shown this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's... Yeah, uh, didn't like Shadow of the Colossus 1 very much. I, I thought it was like it. I thought it was very clunky. Yeah. Um, I thought that it controlled very poorly, but I think it was ahead of its time and it's kind of boss battle, you know, enormous, grand scale kind of combat. Yeah, I were impressed with the original and... So hopefully they'll do something, but I don't know. It's one of those. Yeah. It's it's like when people say old game names, like oh that was amazing, but when you actually go back and play, it's like yeah that hasn't gone well. I didn't even think it looked that good as a remake. I mean, I I think the Crash Bandicoot trilogy looks fantastic as a remake, and this kind of it looked Seriously, a bit better. I think it looks like a really cheap sort of like indie mobile phone games the Crash Bandicoot games no I think it looks great uh, so anyway Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite yeah that looks like a PS3 game to me um, to me it looks like Marvel vs. Capcom 3 but they've taken out all the best characters because Marvel don't want any of the characters that they don't own the rights to the movie universe to yeah yeah and no, I, so I feel all the that X-Men and all of them have all been taken out yeah yeah, and and on top of that, I played the I played the story demo they put out. Uh, graphically, didn't wow me. And considering you know these games like Injustice Two that have released, um, it does not look like the best fighting game that's going to release this year. No, no. So next up, then, I don't know about you, but I was very very underwhelmed by Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah, I mean it's it's COD. Um. I mean, Call of Duty, to me, that's always been the pinnacle of graphics. But this one looked so far behind Battlefield 1, whatever it's called. You know, last, yeah, year, I mean, last year's game, it just looks so far behind that standard. I don't know, I've never thought Call of Duty was actually really that far ahead graphically. I thought they've always looked good, but, uh, you know, I, I've always thought Battlefield looked better. Mm. So... Yeah, I was dis- well. I wasn't disappointed because I weren't really that bothered for it. But yeah, I was underwhelmed. Elder yeah, I mean, it was five a- Skyrim VR. I don't yeah, think I yeah, care. I don't, yeah, I don't care. I saw enough Skyrim at Bethesda. Star Child VR. Can't remember what that was. No, I mean a lot of people were going about how the VR made the Sony's the conference of the show. It's like what? The VR was my biggest disappointment of the conference. Yeah, I thought all the games shown looked bad. They looked bad, and and this is why it was my my biggest disappointment. There are two games being developed by Supermassive Games. Um, mm. One of them, I think, is called Bravo Team or Bravo Squad. I've um, got team written down. Yeah, and the other one was some kind of one set in a mental hospital. I'm not sure what it's called. The Impatient. Um, the Impatient, yeah. And they showed both of those... And that was my biggest disappointment at the conference because I think it's a waste getting that team to make a VR game. They put out Untold Dawn in 2015, which was like the best interactive, it is the best interactive kind of adventure game experience that has been made besides Heavy Rain. Like it is fantastic. And to then put that team 
into making VR games instead of making what they've proven to be good at, which is these cinematic adventure games. Make them make fucking more of those. Make them make an Until Dawn 2 or an Until Dawn-like game within a different genre and a different universe. You know, don't push them down this VR route because we need more content in VR. Like, I'm so disappointed that they're not working on a, a proper PS4 game. Yeah. So, I mean, just to round out the VR stuff, there was Monster of the Deep, which is a Final Fantasy... Yeah, it's a fishing game? ...sort of game, yeah. And then there was Moss VR, which was a mouse sort of game, which looked horrendous. Um, did... I, I think it was... Did the other Final Fantasy VR experience where you play... I think you play as Prompto, and you, you've got a you've got a revolver, and you're shooting some, some big creature. Did that even come out? The only one I know of is it's within the Final Fantasy 15 sort of game where you're actually sat in the passenger seat and you can look over your that mechanic woman, look at her breasts and as you lean over. But I, I remember there was going to be a game that actually had combat in it and you played as Prompto. I remember them announcing that for VR and then I, I feel like I never heard anything about it. Like, did that even I've release? I've yeah. I've never heard of it. I'd be surprised if that released because I never heard anything about it and so to hear that they're putting out another VR experience was really weird yeah so off the VR games then so God of War was shown again I'm sure you now, hated I that thought, I thought this gameplay was worse than last year's one I agree it look, I, I do agree that it actually did look a little less impressive compared to last year I still think it looks great Oh yeah, the game looks good, but I just they could have picked something better. And then yeah. after you've already seen the game, you need something to wow you, and that just yeah. it was like meh. Yeah, well, I think that was the problem with a lot of Sony's conference is they just showed a little bit more of games that they'd already showed last year, and it was it really just felt like of hey, you know all those games you're looking forward to like like I was sitting watching the conference with my brother, and I was just pleading every time they showed one of these games, I was just like, let one of them be 2017, let one of these games, Detroit, God of War, Days Gone, any one of them, just let one come out in 2017, and every single one of them either had no date or said 2018. I think some of them did say early 2018. God of War was early 2018, but you know that means early 2018 is March, and March gets May, pushed June, to June. Yeah, yeah, it gets pushed to June. Like, yeah, yeah. Still a ways off. Especially if the Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out in like May sort of thing. Oh, then again, they might come out in like February sort of time, because they've sometimes hit that sort of window. Well, if it hits the Horizon Zero... If God of War hits the Horizon Zero Dawn window, which is, like, end of February, cool. But, you know, if it gets pushed later, I mean, that's that's a year away. We're in June now. Yeah, so... Next up, then, is another game I thought demoed better last year or even the year before. Detroit Become Human. Nah, I... It's hard, because I, I don't want to see any more of Detroit. You know, it's a it's a story driven game. It's a story. It's a game about the narrative. I get that my decisions matter. I get that the game can play out in different ways. Stop showing it. Let me play it. Like I don't want to find out more about the story and have the story be less interesting when I finally play it because you've shown too many demos because it's taken you too long to put out the game. Yeah. So next up is a game which I can't even remember, but I guess that's because it looks so much like the original, and that's Destiny Two. Yeah, I've, 
Destiny is really... I don't get the hype behind that game. I do not get why people are so invested in it. It, it looks like such a just generic drab shooter. Like, and they made this big announcement for Destiny 2 a few weeks back where they had this big event surrounding it and I just... I, I saw the footage and I just thought, this looks exactly like Destiny 1. Hmm. Like, it's... What is it doing differently? It looks exactly the same. I thought the game was going to revolutionize itself with the sequel because of how lackluster Destiny 1 came across as. But it seems like the super fans who were incredibly invested in it, you know, obviously they don't want to disappoint them, so the sequel just seems to be more of the same. Yeah. So, Sony finished the show with Spider-Man. And I will say... It looked good, but is that really something you can end a show on, like a just a superhero sort of game? Yeah, I don't know. They Do needed you know a mean? big. It it's a good game, but is it like a franchise killing sort of massive juggernaut? I think it's up there. I think having Spider Man, a Sony exclusive, that's a big that's a big deal. And showing it off, you know, it looked like a mix between an Uncharted game and a, a Batman Arkham Asylum kind of clone and it looked really really cool graphically it looked fantastic gameplay wise it looked really cool um it was cool to see more of it it was one of my favorite games of e3 but you know i think that i think sony at the end of the conference was missing a big reveal like where was bloodborne 2 where was sucker punch's new game like i i think they're saving too many they're saving so many games for stuff like psx that their e3 showcase was just a bit lackluster I think the problem is because last year and the year before they showed games which haven't even come out yet this yeah. year they were like oh we can't do that again so they've shown games that they've shown for the last two years in a row Yeah. apart from the VR games but not one of them looked amazing well see that's I think we're spoiled as gamers because I was disappointed by Sony's conference because of the lack of big wow moments and big reveals and and I can't believe they just did that um, scenarios and but that doesn't take away from the fact that Sony had a conference full of amazing looking games that I am super excited to play you know like these are great games that are coming out they're just, they're just taking a, a bit of time I mean, I'm looking through the list and I can honestly say there is one game I'm excited for in two games I want to play. But I, I think... There's, there's a few others that are like, mm, I'd give it a go, but... I think that comes down to a generation thing, though, because like you just said, you said earlier in the podcast, you bought 20 Sega Saturn games that I have never heard of, and if I looked at them, <laughs> I would probably think they'd look like absolute trash. But that's what you grew up with, whereas, like... PlayStation 2 was my first console. That's what I grew up with. And so seeing where Sony is going now is super exciting for me. Well, like I said, I mean, I'll say that... I mean, you guess if you could guess what the one game I'm excited for and the two games I'd really like to play. One game you're excited for, two games you'd like to play. Yeah, on the Sony. Um, shit, okay. Uh, on what we've talked about. Yeah, just this one list of the Sonys that they revealed at E3. Okay, is one of them Spider-Man? Yes. Okay, um, I'd say Spider-Man. I'd say Detroit? Yep. And I'd say God of War. Yes. There you go, boom, nailed it. 
you know, they're the only games on that list that I'd say I would like to actually play them. The others, I couldn't care if I played them or not. See, I was excited for absolutely everything Sony showed, other than PlayStation VR and Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. But I think they had to show the VR stuff, because I think... They have to show that they're still supporting... But I don't think it has... I really don't think it has. It's, it's sold a PSVR sold a million units. Yeah, but the Xbox Connect sold a million in like twenty four hours. The Xbox One Connect. Yeah. Well, that's because it came bundled with the console. No, 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 the Xbox, the original Connect, the Xbox three sixty Connect. It was the fastest selling add on of all time. Really? Yes, it's in the Guinness World Record. Okay. You know, and for a, a summer that's been out a year and a half, and I mean, I played Farpoint, their new big game that they've just launched a few weeks ago for VR. Yeah. And you can either play it so you cannot move, like, with the, do you know, when you're playing with the sticks, like a first person shooter? Yeah. You walk forwards, walk backwards, and the other one, like, rotates your left and right. Yeah. You can, as you load the game up, you can walk forwards, walk backwards. But you can't move left or right. You can only rotate your head, but you don't walk in that direction. It's like a tank. Okay. If you change the options to actually have the free moving, that makes you sick within about five minutes of playing the game. Yeah, I know, and that's a big problem with VR. And I don't care what anyone says, that's a problem that is not going to go away. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think it's one of those things that you get your sea legs for it, though. A lot of people are saying they get used it's to it. It's not. It isn't. That's why there is only a select few fighter pilots that can handle being a fighter pilot. There's a lot of people who have the skills and the experience, but as soon as they get up there, it makes them throw up, and they cannot do the job. Yeah. It's, it comes down to human physics and biology. When your brain thinks you're moving, but your inner ear says we're not moving, the two contradict each other, and it makes you throw up because it thinks that you're poisoned or something's wrong. It thinks yeah. you're hallucinating. Yeah. That's human genetics from bloody thousands and thousands of years ago. That's yeah. not something that's going to all of a sudden, oh, I can conquer that. That's millions of years of evolution. Yeah. And... That's why, to me, VR, like, at the start of Farpoint, you're sat in, like, like the Starship sort of Enterprise, like, you're sat on the bridge, and you can look out the window, see the space, see all the stuff as, like, a video's happening, like, the intro. And that's amazing. When you get into the actual game, where you're moving around and rotating, it's unplayable. It's just a mess. They had to design the game to be playable where you can't rotate left or right so you're basically just walking forward and enemies pop up in front of you that isn't a game that's a shooting gallery yeah no I understand your perspective it's a, it's a fair point so yeah so I just don't think VR it's a cool tech but it's so expensive and it's just not very after all the press it's so expensive it, for a very minor hype. experience I mean, like, you remember two years ago, every single member of, like, IGN, Giant Bomb, all of them were saying, 
It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a game changer. Everything's got to go this way. Say like, no. I've tried all three of the major headsets. I still think it's a gimmick. Until they show me a full game that is playable, and and when I say playable, I mean you can actually sit in it for more than five minutes before throwing up. That's something I'd be interested in. Right. I loved. There was like a game called Headmaster, where it's a simple, basically like a touch game, where you're stood up and a football comes in and you have to head the ball into the goal. That's how basic the game is. Yeah. But that works. It's playable. It's fun. And it's like 15 quid. Yeah. I don't want to buy these games that make you ill after two minutes and it's like 60 quid. I know, and that's the thing. And I don't want to commit to PlayStation VR until I hear that these problems have gone away or they've they've worked out a solution to them. Because paying the amount of money for that headset, which is several hundred dollars, and then paying sixty dollars I mean, for what people are calling they, they they don't even call them games. People refer to them as experiences. Yeah, you know, I, it just I don't know. It, it, PlayStation VR, like I, it, I've been I've been tossing up. You know, did I want to get a PSVR? Did I want to get a Nintendo Switch? Did I want to get an Xbox One X when it comes to Christmas this year? And I'm definitely switched. I'm swaying towards the Switch. For my birthday just gone, I was given the option of the PlayStation VR or the Switch, and I was like, Switch. I do not want to pay three hundred and fifty pound for an add-on with nothing. Whereas with the Switch, it's 270, and it's a whole new console to play with. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it was a no-brainer for me. So, with that, talking about the Switch in positive thing, we'll go to the last press conference, and that was Nintendo. Good segue. So, uh, occasionally it happens, occasionally. So, I don't know about you, but I'm never a, a big fan of the... Is it Xenoblade? Xenoblade? Sort of like the Chronicles, they're like... Well, their well first off, what do you think of the whole conference? Of what? Of, of Nintendo's Nintendo. full conference. Uh, Not great. Really? Yeah. I am not a Nintendo fan in any way, shape or form. There is no Nintendo franchise that grips me. Um, I've never owned... Like, the only Nintendo console I've ever owned is a DS... And I thought Nintendo won E3. Says you hell. I thought they were just above Sony, running, you know, like second, just about second place from bottom. I thought, I thought they, well, I thought, yeah, I thought they were the best one. Bloody hell. I, I, I don't see how, with the, the names I've got written down here, I do not understand how. I thought they had they had solid gameplay from stuff that's coming out this year and then they on top of that had great announcements of series that people really want to see that are coming in the near future. So I thought they they hit it from every angle. It was a quick concise conference and they said this is what's coming out ne- this year. Here's some good gameplay demos. Here's what's coming out next year. DL. So I mean, we'll run through the games then. So Xenoblade well, Chronicles on, 2. On, just before, who, who do you think won E3? I would say, looking at the... On here, I think Microsoft had the best showing. I could see that. I mean, I think they had a solid conference. 
Because I, I like going to watch these things and seeing something new, something I've not seen before. Yeah. And for them to sort of say that they've got 42 new games to announce sort of thing, I think that was amazing. No, fair cool, fair cool. Right, well, let's carry on with Nintendo then. Oh, yeah. So, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I didn't play Xenoblade Chronicles, and to me, this looked just basically the same as that. Looked very similar. Yeah. So, I weren't massively impressed with it. It looks alright, but I'm not a, that sort of gameplay guy. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very confused with the Xenoblade. Is, is Xenoblade Chronicles different to the Nintendo Wii U game... Uh, Xenoblade X? In Japan, that was Xenoblade Chronicles. Over here, it was Xenoblade X. Oh, okay. So, it's it's a sequel to that one, to that then. that game, yeah. So, okay. I think it just uses the same engine. Like, a lot of games that are on the Wii U, they're just porting a lot of them across to the Switch now. Right, okay. Because Xenoblade so, X looks kind of cool with the mech combat and stuff. Yeah, so this might have that similar mechanic, you know, when they get to it, but... I, at the moment, and from what I heard, it was like twenty hours in before you got to the mech. Yeah, no, it is. Maybe it's like longer. twenty to four. It's it's twenty to forty hours in before you actually get the mech suit and the and Xenoblade X. Yeah. So next up then was Kirby. Looked like Kirby. I thought it looked really bad. You have, considering you play, like, Sega Saturn games, you think all these, like, really beautiful games look terrible. No, I think Kirby looked awful. I really do. I think that looked bad. It looked, it looked very Nintendo. I think it looked worse than the Wii versions that were out, like, ten years ago. Okay, no. David, you, maybe it's a colorblindness, but the, the colors were beautiful in Kirby. <laughs> I think I think that's a big issue with why you actually think all these games look terrible. <laughs> the fact that you're colorblind, you can't see how vibrant these games look. So, moving on to a non-announcement of a game, Pokemon will be starting to work within the next year, they said. Now that is the best announcement of the conference. So that's another one where it's like, shit, we better announce some it. We'll announce the new Pokemon game will be coming out within about three years. But the fact that this is the first ever mainline console Pokemon game. Like, this could finally be the, the, the Pokemon game that people have always wanted. The Skyrim of Pokemon. Yeah, but to me, it wouldn't be a console Pokemon game. Because since I've had the Switch, I've never had it docked. No, 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 but console quality and appearance. Not like, because I think, I, I haven't been able to grasp how people can play Nintendo 3DS games. Because the 3DS has graphics that are just like, people are playing this year games that look like they came out on the PS2. You know, or not even that, games that look like they came out on the, yeah, on the PS1. You it's know, like... PS1, sort of like... It's like, it's like PS1.5. With like a lot better renders you know like the yeah. maps and stuff yeah like Nintendo 3DS games look shocking yeah so the Nintendo Switch at least I, I, I when I purchase one I'll be using it as a handheld console as well but it does produce console quality looking games and so to have a console quality looking Pokemon game like that is going to be amazing the and if they is, can though, the Pokemon company they 
have always stuck to their principles with the games. Even when they've been given much better hardware, the games don't really change in appearance that much. I know that's the that see that's the thing that I I it frustrates me is that because the Pokemon company are so kind of stubborn, they're able to keep producing Pokemon games that look terrible graphically and do very little to change up a formula that's like 20 years old but still make insane amounts of money like I want to so badly be able to play a console quality looking Pokemon game where you can walk around a Skyrim like environment and see like these famous Pokemon that you like grew up with and fell in love with like flying in the distance and you can run over to them and try and capture them you know I know when we're probably never going to get a game like that but the, this announcement is the closest thing that we can get to that possibility so I thought it was a cool announcement mm, I think that wishful thinking David, wishful thinking they were, there was, was rumours that basically for the launch of the Switch they were going to be doing a Pokemon game and that yeah, it was Pokemon, finished and then it's uh, yeah, Pokemon Stars there was the yeah. rumoured title so I guess we'll move on then Another game that I think they only announced because of the backlash from the last E3, Metroid Prime 4. But like I say, this is why I think Nintendo did well. Because they came out and they said, look, here is the Metroid game you want. It's coming. It's in development. You are going to get it at some point. Here is a surprise announcement. However, if you want to play something now, here is Metroid, what was it, Samus's Return or something? Um, well, they didn't announce that. No, they did. Not at the not on their show stream. They oh, really? On the, on the yeah, because it's made by Bloody Mercury Steam, who did the crap two D sort of games on the three DS. The, oh, okay. the Batman, and it looks exactly the same as that. It looks horrendous. No, it does look terrible, but every three DS game looks terrible. Yeah. Okay, I sorry, I thought that was part of the conference, but I, I oh, liked no, how they said Okay, but I liked how they said here's a Metroid that's coming in a few years, here's a Metroid that's here now. Yeah, it they probably thought it looks bad, we're not gonna show it on the main thing. But it came on the is it the treehouse stream, whatever they call it. Okay. But you're gonna hate me, but Yoshi was next. And? I didn't think it looked as good as the the yarn ones and all the other ones. No, no I agree. I agree with you. Uh, yeah. It it had a tearaway. It had a tearaway art style, and yeah. uh, I, I thought I thought the Yoshi's Woolly World. I think it was called. Yeah. I thought that looked a lot better. Yeah. I mean, even the the Wii one, which was like the, it still had the the wool sort of effect. It was it yarn Yoshi or whatever it's called. Yoshi's Yarn or something. That one, I still think, looks better than what's coming out for the Switch. Hmm. But, I don't know. So, we'll move on then. Fire Emblem Warriors. I hate the Warriors games. Uh, I don't like Fire Emblem. So, together, it's a non-game. Yeah, I mean, the Fire Emblem series I find very confusing. There seems to be so many games. And then the Warriors series, like, I, I played a bit of Hyrule Warriors and wasn't really, you know, yeah. drawn in by it. So then, another DLC showing Zelda. Which yeah, of course they had to show Zelda. I've got the game Zelda, and 
I don't care about dressing up as Tingle or whatever the flip hell it is. I just have the same character just walk around and solve like the puzzles and whatnot. Hmm. You know, why the hell would I pay like twenty quid just to dress up as someone else? It just defies all logic. I don't know. Yeah. So they showed more of the Mario plus Rabbids game and Again, we've already uh, seen what we think about that. Yeah, we're not impressed. It looks nice, but I'm not impressed. Yeah. Another game which I loved about three years ago, Rocket League. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. I think it was a given that it was going to end up on every console ever. Yeah. Uh, it's it's awesome that people are going to be able to play it um, on the go. And uh, I think it's cool that there's going to be some Nintendo-styled content for it, because I think Rocket League does really good DLC. Yeah. So, the last game that they showed was Super Mario Odyssey. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Super Mario 64, I adored. Super Mario Galaxy, I adored. But every other sort of Mario game, apart from, like, the Super Mario Brothers, the first one, all the other ones I've never really been that bothered and this for some reason sits within those I, it really, looks because, nice but because people are saying it's most akin to Mario 64 to me I, unless it was because they changed the the view because you can like change to a further out view yeah in 64 and that unless it because they changed the view to get more of the background it reminded me a lot more like the Wii sort of the Wii U sort of you know like the four player games right yeah yeah I think that was I think that was just them changing the angle, but it, it just didn't look like the behind the character three D platformer games. Yeah, at all. no, I I think that was just them changing the angle. I mean, I think it so is very much it the. It might behind. be. It might get my attention more when I see more Robbie. But from what I saw, I was like, that's not what I was looking for. Yeah, but so what did you think of Nintendo? You thought they had the best show. I thought, as someone who's not even a Nintendo fan at all, like, I do not care about their their IPs. I thought it was the best one. Yeah. Well. That was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. That was basically every game covered. And... I would say my points go to Microsoft. Just... I look for these shows to see what's new, what's exciting, what's coming... And they were able to announce all those games. And I would say the vast majority of them would be coming within the year. Yeah. And that's not something you can say. Wait, you can with Sony now because the games they showed, they were like from two years ago. Yeah. So, I don't know. I know. What would you say are your, your top five games from the conference? Oh, God. What were yours while I look through quickly? Um, I'd say my top five would be Days Gone, uh, Spider-Man, um, A Way Out, and either, um, no, Anthem was my number one, and then I would give the fifth spot to either Need for Speed, Payback, or The Last Night. I tell you what. I would say Spider-Man. Um, even though I just bad-mouthed it, Super Mario Odyssey. Um, the Crew 2. 
two more, two more. I'm excited about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds on Xbox One. Yeah, no, that does look very good. Metro Exodus, that looked amazing. Um, Cuphead, I like, really like the look of that. So yeah, that that'll do. That was yeah, that yeah. Sort of. But yeah, I tell you, when you look through the games and think, do you know when you actually look through the list of games, you think, I tell you what, there's not really that many that. This year was very light on announcements. Yeah. Or even the announcements that they had. I think Microsoft had the best new announcements, but because nearly all their games are out within the year, all the big announcements, they were from, like, little games. Well, Microsoft had the best announcements, but all of those announcements were third-party. Because they had Metro Exodus... Look at Sony... Out no, of all well, the games well, well, that they had. I mean, the only ones that they hadn't announced before: Monster World, Monster Hunter World, third party, Call of Duty. That's a brand new sort of showing of it. Even though it was announced, it was the first gameplay sort of showing. Mm. Um, I guess. So, I guess. But I guess Microsoft had the best. Who was that? No, you know, well, that was, that was shown a few weeks ago. Yeah, but. I'd say Shadow of the Colossus, which is first party, I think. I think so. Or is it a second yeah. party where the... Yeah, 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 something like that. But no, I think Microsoft Microsoft had the best new announcements, but they were all third party because they showed Metro Exodus, they showed Anthem, uh, and they showed... What was the other game they showed? They showed a third game. Um, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. So they showed, they like showed Life is Strange, yeah, and then they showed a whole ton Shadow of indies. Of so I think Microsoft had the best ones, but none of them were exclusives. I think if there'd been some exclusives that were announced that were as big as Metro Exodus and Anthem, that would have been that would have been Microsoft winning E3 for me. But I don't care about exclusives. I've got all consoles. I just like to actually have see what games were announced. Oh no, I I fully agree. I fully agree. Like I'm not a oh I like Xbox and not PlayStation or vice versa. But I think you know for a company to kind of take away the the trophy for winning E3, they need to kind of prove that they have the best announcements and that the best games are coming to their console. Oh yeah, I mean I I seriously think Microsoft. I I wouldn't say worried. But I think the upper echelon of the Microsoft division, I mean, they publicly said about two years ago they were looking at selling the Xbox division. Really? Yeah, because they said they don't make any money from it. Because I think the guy who used to be the Nokia chairman who came in, I think he said that if he became the Microsoft chairman... Xbox division would be the first to go. Wow. That is not a good sign. Do you know what I mean? So that's the problem when you're working with that much of a company where the Xbox is seen as a black mark, whereas unlike mm. Sony, where the PlayStation is the only, and I mean only, brand they've got that's made money in the last three or four years. What about their the movie business? No, they've crashed and burned big time. Wow, okay. That's why they had to do a deal with with the Marvel to, to sort of keep uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they were that desperate to keep hold of the license 
but they were willing to let Marvel come in and do it as long as they kept merchandise rights yeah but anyway do you want to do the end of the shows yeah sweet so thanks guys for listening uh this has been our E3 roundup uh I hope you guys have kind of enjoyed hearing me and David give our opinions as usual we have disagreed uh a massive like little kids I know I know me and David never agree uh, so if you want to help us out, make sure you check us out on www.patreon.com slash O-U-G. You can also check out 1UpGaming on www.bluecyborg.com to find all the latest gear and merchandise we are producing. Uh, Games-inspired music is out now, and 20% of each sale is going to Child's Play Charity. Audiobooksontape.com provides our first 100 podcast episodes and includes an exclusive Sans Pants radio interview. So you can grab all 100 episodes for £9, and £1 of that will go towards Diabetes UK. Uh, for information on where to check us out, we're 1UP Gaming on Facebook and on YouTube. At twitch.tv, it's slash O-U-G official. Uh, we're the same on Twitter. And you can always email us at contact at oneupgaming.co.uk if you've got any questions or anything like that. So uh, I'm Chris, that's David, and thanks for joining us this week, guys. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. Yeah, thank you all, and we'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know podcasty sort of way and if you're feeling particularly festive perhaps even a little saucy maybe stop by our patreon page at www.patreon.com slash o-u-g and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way after all every little penny or whatever space money they use in europe helps out the show thanks for listening o-u-g gaming will always be free but with your support we can always move forward and always be better